So with that being said, are you there, William Ramsey? Yes, I'm here. All right. It's wonderful to have you on. You were here on our show about a year ago, and I find your channel fascinating. I encourage all of our listeners to check it out. It's William Ramsey Investigates. It's on YouTube. And um, William Ramsey is undoubtedly one of the world's experts on crime and criminology and also unusual types of crime like Satanism and stuff. How did you get interested in all this stuff, William? Well, it kind of just developed out of an inquiry into Alistair Crowley, who is probably one of the better-known occultists of all time. So once I started researching him, I kind of understood the outlook of how he saw the world and how other people definitely might see things differently and base their actions upon occult ideas. So that's really where the foundation of it has kind of grown off in different you know, branches, but definitely... I would say I got my start publicly as somebody who was definitely uh, making inquiries into occultism and occult crimes. Were you, were you an attorney, or did you have background yeah, that no. gave you an interest in this subject? I think so. I mean, I, I am a uh, member of the State Bar of California. I'm, just, I'm an inactive member, but I definitely kind of came through the legal profession, and I, I was in Washington, D.C. for three years, so a lot of, I had a lot of disillusionment. But uh, I think I was definitely a person who was dissatisfied with the corporate media. And so I think my, my research is really trying to kind of, you know, right the ship, so to speak, in the sense that I try to do long for, longer form inquiries and also a lot of fact-based, properly cited books. So I have three books right now. Well, the, <laughs> the thing that's very strange is that people don't realize that this satanic influence, even though it's quite subterranean, that it oozes up into politics, into the media, into the music industry, and sometimes some very inexplicable murders and different crimes and capers can only be yeah. properly understood when somebody goes into the history of seeing Alistair Crawley and the connections between these different subterranean groups. And it's also in politics. And that... Yeah. When you talk about Jeffrey Epstein and some of these other things that were going on recently, there was also connections there to Satanism. Isn't that correct? Yeah, lots of occultism. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein kept his island in the Caribbean with all kinds of occult-related artifacts and statues like Horus, the old Egyptian god, hot-headed god. And uh, he was also interested in the god Pan, the representation of god Pan, so... Uh, definitely some occulted aspects of uh, Jeffrey Epstein, and, work, and even going back to Ghislaine Maxwell as well, and her father, uh, some very you know suspect elements. Her father's press was called Pergamon Press, which uh, in the Bible is the place where Satan's seat is, do you remember? Um, <clears throat> we're going to get back to that because uh, that's an interesting subject, and I bet few of our listeners are aware of the fact that Joe Biden and his brother owned an island eight miles away from Jeffrey Epstein's island called Water Island, and apparently they were doing similar things at Water Island that they were doing at Epstein Island. Is that correct? Right. Yes. Yeah, I, bet, no, I bet one out of a hundred people know that. So basically, you have this book, which is really interesting. It's called Children of the Beast, Alistair Crawley's Shadow Over Humanity. 
which is a really great book. And it goes into a lot of unusual nooks and crannies of modern popular society. And what were the other books you, you've written? I wrote about Crowley's kind of influence on the 9-11 event. That's called Prophet of Evil. Crowley saw himself as kind of like a religious, religious and cultural prophet. So I kind of titled him Prophet of Evil. Uh, Alistair Crowley, 9-11 in the New World Order. And then I have one about, it's a true crime book about a famous case that involved, uh, was really steeped in Satanism. It's called Abomination, Devil Worship and Deception in the West Memphis Three Murders. Those are all available at my website, William Ramsey Investigates. Yeah, well, you have you have some videos on Vimeo, too, which I was going to get around to see. I haven't seen yet. Don't you? You have a video about uh, Children of the Beast. Is that correct? Yeah, I have five. Uh, right now, I have five documentaries on Vimeo, and uh, they're similar to my book. So one is about the Smiley Face Killers is really two, but then there's another one, Prop of Evil, and I also did an occult Hollywood documentary. So I have uh, five documentaries on Vimeo as well. Some that just came out this year, as a matter of fact. So the thing about Aleister Crawley, he's such an unusual character in that he came from a wealthy family that were Christian fundamentalists, and maybe they pushed him too hard, but he sort of flipped over and became a Satanist and went to Cambridge. What's unusual about him, he's very erudite, and he can write well, and he traveled, and he's very well-educated. But but he became progressively more twisted, and it's my understanding by the time he was, what, 30 or 40 when he had his commune in Italy, that's about the time he started sacrificing children and animals and becoming really degenerate and despicable. Yeah, I mean, I think Crowley kind of twisted everything around, and he believed that he gained power from transgression. So he would try to find anything sacred, holy, any ideas, and transgress them. So I think that he's a profoundly evil person, but you're right. He was very well-educated, very intelligent, and he inherited a sum of money from his, I think it was after his father passed away when he was 14, it was something like the equivalent of 20 million American dollars, and he pretty much never worked. He kind of frittered it away. His real job really was occultism, and poetry and mountain climbing, those are his interests. And, well, he, he became progressively more whacked, right, as time went on. By the time he was older, he was like a heroin addict, and he was seeped in drugs and seeped in Satanism and seeped in all sorts of perversions, uh, which would take a whole laundry list to list them all. Isn't that correct? Yes, absolutely. I mean, he just got worse and worse. He never repented or changed his ways all the way to the end. And... Uh, yeah, he was uh, definitely a heavy-using heroin addict, among other drugs and substances. He really didn't shy away from drug use. And, uh, yeah, he became more and more perverse. There's all kinds of elements within his religion pertaining to all kinds of awful stuff. So so you would think somebody with a wit of common sense would look at a few of the photographs of him as an old man where he looked like a, uh, you know, like he crawled out of a coffin. I mean, he was a total loser. And you would think that they'd be repelled by that. But in spite of it all, he seems to have a long list of followers. And I, indeed, on the Internet, I, w I noticed there was a photograph of uh, Obama wearing a T-shirt to set Aleister Crowley yeah. on it. Now, maybe it yeah, was photoshopped, but Photoshop. they were all hanging out with Marina Abramovich and all these other people that think Aleister Crowley is so wonderful. 
Well, that's true. And I mean, there's still elements of connections between Podesta, possibly, and Curley's ideas, definitely the Bush family. So it, it cuts both ways, both through elite families. And really, that's who Crowley kind of made his religion for. He was not an egalitarian. He was only interested, really, in spreading his religion among the elite. And uh, he, I think that the people's impression of Crowley is ex- there's a, an immense amount of stuff about him that's expurgated or kept from the record. So people get this kind of uh, watered-down version of Crowley as this liberator of the human mind and soul, when in fact it's just the opposite. What happened to most of his followers is they uh, died in horrible circumstances, committed suicide, and went insane. Well, without getting too graphic, let's hit some of the main points here. I mean, he was advocating torturing children, which would essentially raise the child's adrenal levels, and then they would drink the child's blood, essentially kill the child, which they had a name for it called adrenochrome. And basically, these were the sort of things he was doing it as ceremonies in combination with drugs and every conceivable type of sexual perversion. And as I mentioned earlier, he was severely addicted to heroin, so the guy was a mess ten times over. But what's what's amazing is how whacked out his followers are and how they've oozed their way up into the government, into the media, and into the music industry. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so many of uh, people who you might find are cultural leaders have... Uh, an affinity for or an adulation of adoration of Aleister Crowley. If you see people like Timothy Leary and his his connection to Crowley, you see this kind of current or pattern of these personalities still influencing people today. Leary himself thought he was carrying on Crowley's tradition. He said it. So um, you see this guy who ruined many lives through drugs and permissiveness and uh, a lot of new age ideas. Uh, are really uh, social wrecking balls in a lot of ways. So a lot of Crowley's followers are in the music industry, like you said. A lot of these even up-and-coming pop stars and rock stars in their 20s are wearing Crowley's shirts or mentioning him or referencing certain things. So his, he's had a an impact upon uh, the 20th century definitely as a, as a cultural religious figure, but politically also a lot of political changes have happened because of Crowley. What You know, I haven't had a chance to confirm this, but what do you think about these rumors that uh, Barbara Bush was connected to Crowley? Well, there's a lot of ideological connection. She looks like Crowley, for example. I mean, if you put them side to side, Crowley kind of had a big blockhead, and so did she. But, uh, you know, it's interesting that you look through when her son is the president of the United States, you see this whole ritualized event of 9-11. There's tons of numerical uh, elements that play back into Crowley's numerology, 1177, 93, 175. So as far as she, Crowley did not limit himself to having children. uh, He didn't have a problem having children out of wedlock. So he had like five kids total. Uh, One died when they were a child. But the rumor is, is that Pauline Robinson, who was uh, Barbara Bush's mom, was a... Uh, a member of kind of a Brahmin East Coast family here was in and can be traced to France at this in Paris at the same time Crowley after he got kicked out of his commune in Italy by Mussolini ended up back in Paris. So 
He meets up with Pauline Robinson nine months later. She comes back to the U.S. and has a baby named Barbara. And uh, if you look at the relationship between Barbara and George Bush Sr., it's very strange because it seems like an arranged marriage. She was only 16 when she met uh, Poppy or Poppy Bush. So uh, there's a lot of strange elements about their life, about the son's life, that um, would indicate some type of providence to grow. Now, I can't prove it. I would have to take a DNA test or get a DNA test or find some things, but the commonalities are definitely there. Well, it's certainly worthy of further investigation. Now, when this whole Pizzagate and Pettigate and all this stuff came out a year or two ago, uh, people thought it was exaggerated, but the more I looked into it, I saw that a lot of it was based on truth, and apparently there was dark, satanic circles that had infiltrated the government and the media, and they had essentially created a new industry where they were kidnapping tens of thousands of children globally and auctioning them off on the dark web to wealthy individuals who would steal their blood for blood transfusions, steal their organs for organ transplants, have sex with the children, or use them in satanic ceremonies like Alistair Crawley had where the children would be tortured, which would raise their adrenaline levels, and then the Satanists would drink the child's blood and essentially get high off the child's blood, which they called adrenochrome. So you had been running into similar things in your own investigations, true? Well, I don't think there's any doubt Crowley uh, wrote about child sacrifice. Uh, he wrote about abusing infants. Uh, the totality of how many, and there's definitely blood drinking in Crowley's past. These are all easily verified. He said that as far as Pizzagate and all that, it was never properly investigated by the government. It was only a people's, you know, individual's investigation. But there was so much suspicious things. There was all kinds of weird coded messages on Instagram referring to Haitian sauce and actually literally mentioned uh, Little St. James, Tara St. James, in one of the things on this Instagram account. So there's a lot of problems there. There was a lot of problems with people really not, the government did not investigate Pizzagate, uh, at least to my satisfaction, or what was called Pizzagate and this whole network of trafficking. But I think Jeffrey Epstein and Elaine Maxwell can provenly be, I think in court, be proven to have been trafficking underage girls. How young is another matter. There's all kinds of stories by some of these women who are trafficked that they saw women they've never seen again or children they've never seen again. And Virginia Dufre, in her autobiography, said that uh, she was taken out to the water, like in the Caribbean by the water, with Elaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. And they asked her if she would be the one to bear Jeffrey Epstein's child. So what they were going to do with that child, I have no idea. But because that happened means that maybe they did it with somebody else. So there's a lot of real sketchy stuff. There's elements of the Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell trafficking stuff that goes back to Venezuela. So very poor kids whose parents are poor as well and were tra possibly trafficked. It hasn't been proven yet, but there's all kinds of stories of this weird global trafficking happening in the Caribbean. And, you know, there's also stories about Jeffrey Epstein managing uh, gun sales and stuff like that, gun running. So... A lot of sketchy stuff happened around Epstein and Maxwell, for sure. 
Well, another interesting aspect of it is they seem to have a whole network of these wealthy individuals creating these what the spies would call honeypots, where there were these places where there were parties and all sorts of excess. And people would go to these places and be uh, enticed or maybe enthusiastically get into that sort of life. And the next thing they know, they would be controlled by blackmail. And I mean, the prototypical example of that was Hugh Hefner's mansion in Southern California, which when I was younger, I assumed was just sort of a a goofy, but not incredibly dark. But as it came out, there was underground tunnels going to movie stars' houses. There was all sorts of claims of blackmail and pedophilia and everything else. So you had the Playboy Mansion. You had Epstein Island. You had Nygaard. What was Nygaard's first name? Pete. Let's see. Uh, Peter, Peter Nygaard. Right. He, he was a, a well-known Canadian fashion mogul. He had an island. He was doing the same thing that Epstein was doing on his island. Then you had the Nexium cult, which involved uh, Keith Rainier and Claire Bronfman, and they were kidnapping children and all sorts of other things. That's a four-hour show just on them alone. And then uh, what about Richard Branson? He had an island, and apparently he was possibly doing similar things too. So they had these operations going on simultaneously all over the world at numerous locations. Right. Don't forget the Biden brothers either, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Believe it or not, folks, Joe Biden and his brother owned an island. They were doing the same thing on their island, which was only eight miles away from Epstein's island. I mean, it's so, it's so out there. You, you really need to investigate these things to see what we're talking about. And, you know, go, go look on YouTube. William Ramsey investigates and his videos on Vimeo. Uh, it's really quite the story. You got a lot of great yeah. podcasts, too. I was listening to a bunch of them. You, you hit 101 different subjects. Um, you mentioned I, I, the... I try to cover as much different stuff as possible. Some uh, books and subjects others aren't covering. So my podcast is William Ramsey Investigates. So you have you had the smiley face killers. I assumed you talk about the Zodiac killers. I mean, we could talk yeah. about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because that gets into the Manson killings. And Quentin Tarantino was one of the people on the Epstein flight log. And I encourage yeah. everyone who's listening to go on the Internet, look at the Epstein flight log. You'll be amazed. It's like the leadership of the Democratic Party and the news and a lot of Hollywood stars and uh, late night comedy, so-called comedy shows, all kinds of these guys. Yeah. Even Colbert. Yeah. Kimmel. Kimmel, Kimmel. Colbert, Spielberg, yeah. Tom Hanks, Kevin Spacey, Chuck Schumer, Adam Schiff. Uh, I, it's just astounding the amount of people that were involved with Epstein. And I think that's one of the reasons why they propelled this COVID thing into the atmosphere because they were caught with their pants down at Epstein's Island and they basically wanted something else to put the media attention on. So they cooked up this COVID thing, which I think is as fake as a $3 bill. So they had the fake Russian collusion. They had the fake impeachment. They had just go from one made up thing to another. Uh, but the fake pandemic, the fake election polls. Now they're doing fake election results where... Yeah, no, it's incredible. Yeah. It's all fake. Yeah, they just fake make news, things fake up. Fake polls, fake election. 
they, you know, they probably had Biden from the get-go. They knew he was a terrible candidate. They knew he was mentally unfit, but they knew that he would go on with whatever uh, vote fraud that they would consider, and that's what happened. And that's why they never really even, they didn't really even campaign. Biden and Harris didn't campaign because they knew they were going to steal it. Well, right. They they thought, why why put Biden out in the public where he might say something stupid and really sink their little boat when all they yeah. can do or what they prefer to do is just use the different media outlets they own to just lie about the results and cheat here. I mean, they've got dead people voting. They've got people voting from other countries. They've got these uh, just printing up these mail mail in votes. So they're cheating quite a few different ways and they're using the media to keep push pushing a, a lie, that's her technique. Well, they've been using they've they've been using the media for years. So this is just one example. But there, for example, in Wisconsin, they had eighty seven percent of the population vote, which is so far outside of it's like a it's almost five standard deviations from the norm. It's like it would be like the equivalent of uh, you know the Titanic coming back up from the bottom of the ocean or something. It's just not possible. So Wisconsin itself is massive, just in that state alone, just by the amount of people who supposedly voted. And even in some of the precincts in, it's either Minnesota or Detroit, like 200% of the registered voters voted. So it's above what the registration is. So where are these people coming from? They're just dropping in from Mars. Or they'll have... All of a sudden, they'll count 100,000 votes and 100,000 of them for Biden and not a once for Trump. <laughs> it's like, right. you know, no. but that's it's why, they, you know, in a real roundabout way, that's why I wanted to talk about Aleister Crawley, because when you see that a lot of these people really have thrown out all sorts of moral codes and basically child trafficking and every type of blackmail and perversion is just A-OK with them, then you see that it wouldn't be hard for them to cheat in an election, too. Oh, no, not at all. If you look at the Hunter Biden laptop, which is totally suppressed, it's not just the sexual depravity in there. It's all of the deals that the Biden family and the brother and the son were involved in that are hyper-sketchy with communist China. But Hunter Biden... um, I, I don't know. I, I would call him like a, just the depravity is off the charts. And it's evidenced in there, in that laptop, of uh, all kinds of prostitutes, meth smoking, just incredible. Yeah. Uh, I don't I can't even say it online, but. Well, you can say it online. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, get too rude, but well, the fact of the matter is people need to know this. Uh, well, People who are too that. polite don't understand the depth of some of this depravity. Yeah. Well, they traced him to having sex with uh, his brother's ex-wife. So there's pictures of that and also pictures of her daughter when she was 14. So so he was having sex with his niece or what when she's 14? Correct. That's the allegation. That's correct. Well, then there's that great photo of him passed out on the couch with the crack pipe still in his mouth. I thought that was pretty cool. (laughs) I think that's actually a meth pipe. Have you seen the picture of him with meth teeth, like all his teeth have rotted off? Oh, (laughs) there's probably a lot to that story for sure. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, there's a lot. uh, Yeah. 
I mean, I, you all kind of wonder what law enforcement's doing, but uh, the evidence that's on that laptop is off the charts. It should have been covered in every major paper in this country, and it's just how depraved and corrupt this country has become. The, the media does not do its job. Well, you know, if we were talking about some um, Eastern Orthodox Christian group or even some Hindu group, we could talk about the line of progression of the sacred knowledge from the teacher to or the guru to this these pupils. And so what was the line of transmission from Alistair Crawley, who was perceived by these people of being a wonderful guru? Because you had Marina Abramovich, you had uh, Anton LaVey, you had Michael Aquino. And let's get into the, how this this little group formed and how it sort of weaseled up into the government and how that's connected to Joe Biden and his sex island and what these other people are doing. Well, I mean, that's a tough question how bad it is, but um, Crowley definitely influenced and a lot of these other modern Satanists referenced him. Um, so all, even Wicca itself is founded in Crowleyism, modern Wicca. <laughs> Whether it's Gardnerian or Alexandrian Wicca comes out of Crowley. So how far this goes into the political um, environment, I don't know the totality of it. But uh, yeah, a lot of these people act like Crowley would. You know, they definitely do without will, total power. Uh, Crowley believed in a, a feudalist system, so he believed in a feudal system run by a occult elite. And you can kind of see definitely that the New World Order, which Joe Biden avows and has had speeches about, is really kind of a satanic world order with a elite above all laws at the top. And then uh, different laws and different group laws for people who do not have that social access or elitism that have to abide by certain rules that the elite don't. Well, it's sort of a, a mirror reversal of Plato's Republic, where Plato was envisioning what he considered an ideal government system run by the very best in society, which could be very dictatorial. And that's one of the reasons many critics have pointed that out over the centuries. But where we're talking about people who are indisputably the most degenerate, the most criminal, and the most whacked out people you could ever find anywhere, where they feel they should rule. Right, right. So it's very interesting. It's kind of like might makes right. And a lot of these people really aren't fit for government. I don't know how we kind of got to this place, but we're definitely not raising the best and the brightest into uh, Congress. So I, I doubt that this society currently and the way it's run was something that the people who founded the country could have anticipated. Well, let's let's be a little specific here because you've got like a you know, who's who list of the the heroes of this wacky mindset. Um, so, so in your book, you've got, I mean, a very long list here. John Carradine, Alfred Kinsey, um, Jack Parsons, who was influenced the L. Ron Hubbard so much, L. Ron Hubbard, um, Arthur Clarke. I mean, a lot of these people were very seeped in Satanism, and it shows in their incredible immorality. And by the yeah. way, I'd like to point out that I'm personally pretty easygoing. It doesn't really bother me 
that some people think quite a bit differently from me. But what I'm talking about is some of them are drifting into child sacrifice, satanic crimes and murders and blackmail, and very, very dark stuff. Um, go go ahead, William. We're all the same as me, Joe. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about, I mean, what's your take on Marina Abramovich? Because you can see where she has a spirit cooking. Uh, she calls them like works of art, but basically performance art. But basically, if you really look at it, it's uh, like a public satanic ceremony. And she has all these movie stars and politicians in her orbit, and she's connected to Crawley, correct? Yeah, all the all that stuff. You guys admire Crowley. She's like a basically, I would call like a witch. She used to go into haunted uh, closets and try to communicate with spirits. She's drinking blood, carving pentagrams on her body, drinking, doing spirit cooking. But she's like moving around with the elite, Lady Gaga. Um, she was at all these kind of weird places that involve fake blood and human bodies that you'd eat. So all these other celebrities are involved there. So she's definitely mixing around um, with the elite. And you can throw Damien Eccles in that, who I covered in, in Abomination Children uh, with Double Worship and Deception in the West Memphis Three killings, because he's also was a convicted child killer involved in what looked like a ritual murder, and now is friends with all these other elites, such as Johnny Depp and uh, Peter Jackson of Lord of the Rings and... Um, Let's see who also Dixie Chicks, Margaret Cho, all these other people are hanging out with this guy who's convicted of killing three eight-year-old boys. Your the West Memphis Three. Well, it was even darker than that. I mean, in your book, you talk about they what took three small boys and raped and murdered them. There was three almost adult males that raped and murdered yeah, three so small that, boys. That's what happened in, in West of Memphis in 1993. Correct. So, so the average person would think that these, these types of criminals would be pariahs, but that gets into a subject that you discussed on one of your podcasts uh, that I was listening to last night that's really excellent. It's, it's the, these movie stars and celebrities that make a point of having pets or having these criminals as their <laughs> devotees, or I don't know what you'd call it, but it's like they actually try to build up these criminals. Right. Well, they actually raise money to get them out of jail. So it's, it's even more uh, sinister than that. So these guys were definitely, uh, you know, helped out of jail through t- tons of money. They raised 10 to $20 million. And they're still around. I mean, Damien Eccles is an advocate of all kinds of magic with a K and um, has, has all these parties with these people. It's pretty incredible. Well, Johnny, Johnny Depp was involved in let, you know, getting Eccles free and getting him all this publicity. And Johnny right. Depp was in that film, The Ninth Gate, which if people have a chance to watch, it's basically sort of a puff piece for Satanism. And that was yes. connected to Roman Polanski, who was involved in Satanism. And that was connected to the Manson-Sharon Tate murders, which most people assume that Manson was involved in killing Sharon Tate. But there's a small group of investigators that think that Polanski was involved with the killing of Sharon Tate through the Manson followers. Yes, I've heard that. I've heard that. Um, yeah, it's really bad. So... Johnny Depp was also in From Hell, which goes about 
or talked about the ritualized murder, Jack the Ripper murders, um, which they lay the blame on Mason and the masonry. So from hell. So he's in a lot of kind of occult fluence films. <clears throat> well, did you see that once upon a time in Hollywood, which actually I thought was quite watchable in, uh, you know, as a compliment to Quentin Tarantino. But if you really read between the lines, it's sort of like a puff piece for, uh, it's a, it's a puff piece for Satanism. And basically, uh, what's the name of that director? Polanski. Polanski. Yeah. It's sort of a whitewash of Polanski. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think it was a whitewash. And it's kind of like a nice story where, the cultists kind of get beat up at the end, I think. But, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of problems with it. I mean, it's a definitely fiction. Now, there's so many on your website and also uh, on your different uh, podcasts. There's, there's hundreds of different subjects you've covered. Now, one of the things you covered was the smiley face killings. And right. did you get into the Son of Sam and the Zodiac Killers and all these other wow. very strange... Uh, I mean, I remember a book years ago, Ultimate Evil, by Maurice Terry that went into a lot of this stuff, and you've covered a lot of this stuff. Yeah. What, what yeah. are some of the different cases you've been interested in? Yeah, I've covered... I've uh, done shows on both the Son of Sam and the Zodiac. So you can see those on William Ramsey Investigates. I've covered and wrote, written about the Arvis Perry murder that happened at the Stanford Chapel. And you can read an article about that. You just type in. And it's also an occult crime that took place on Crowley's birthday. So it's October 12th. She was ritually murdered in a chapel at Stanford. Her name is Arvis Perry. So I talked about Arvis Perry Crowley Moss. If you type that in, you'll find an article by William Ramsey. So I've covered that. But the Smiley Face Killers is also this phenomenon of young men disappearing at night. Uh, later to be found in water. And people, it's been ascribed to you as an accidental drowning, but none of the young men are ever seen falling into the water. And uh, it's this incredible phenomenon that's probably claimed hundreds of lives uh, of young men at the middle of the night. So I've definitely done a study on that. I have two documentaries on that. And I think that's a very important uh, documentary to watch, especially if you have kids in college or things like that. There's definitely predators out there, not just to focus on women, but men as well. You know, another thing I found on your uh, folks were referring to William Ramsey Investigates on YouTube, great channel. Uh, the second video over was, <laughs> you really got to see this, folks, to believe it. It's Joe Biden bragging about how good they are in election fraud. I mean, I was floored when I saw that. It's a short clip. It's only a couple of minutes long. But he was bragging about how he and Obama were good at voter fraud. Right. I mean, that may have been why Obama chose Biden to begin with, right, as a vice president, because Biden's been in government for 50 years. He knows all the tricks. It's just a study. So, folks, you can go on William Ramsey Investigates. You'll see a row of videos, and about the second one over is Biden bragging about being good at voter fraud. Please watch that. When you watch that, you'll have a better understanding of why President Trump gave a short speech today about how this investigate how this entire election needs to be investigated. Uh, the other very good clip you had there was Joe Biden at the Air Force Academy 
what was that, uh, 10 years or so ago, talking no, about? No, 2014, so six years ago. Yeah, and he, he was doing a big speech about the New World Order with, uh, you know, where he's proposing all these things that are totally unconstitutional. And right. it, it just it's just astounding of how off the mark he is. Yeah, it's incredible how he's really not uh, patriotic or uh, somebody who really values, in my opinion, kind of past ideas of the country. So it's really surprising that he's the most voted for. <laughs> it's actually laughable to think that he's the most voted for person uh, more over than Hillary or Obama. Like it's, it's just ridiculous. It's such a transparent fraud. They, the voter fraud is off the charts. Well, it's a little like the COVID thing. I mean, we've done dozens of shows about the falsity of the virus theory, about the falsity of the COVID virus, about how the testing, which is invented by Dr. Kari Mullis, who won the Nobel Prize, where he explains it can't be used to test for COVID. And we've gone on and on. But the thing is, the media keeps pushing it. It's an agenda. So you really get into their use of hypnosis, their use of repetitive conditioning, their use of repeating a lie over and over and over again because they assume a certain percentage of population will buy into it without critical analysis. So that's right. what they're doing now with this election. And people need to expose it and not just not put up with it. It's uh, just yep. so absolutely preposterous. Pardon me? Yeah, it's totally preposterous. They're being mind-controlled. Wasn't Terry Mullis from Santa Cruz too? I think he was right from your neighborhood. He was in. He was from California, but I don't. I I know he used to live in Southern California, but anyone who has any doubts about this COVID so-called pandemic, you really need to look at the videos on YouTube. A doctor, Kari Mullis, who invented the PCR testing device, specifically explaining it can't be used to test for an individual virus like HIV or. Or COVID. This 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 is all lies. Um, let's see. We got a few minutes left. What's some good things that hit? I mean, a lot of this stuff is high strangeness, which I find interesting. Although a lot of it's a dark, I certainly wouldn't want to look into it for too long because you you need to put your mind on more positive subjects too. But I mean, for example, the Nexium thing. What Keith Rainier got 120 years, which I was impressed. I I thought, wow, they they've got a judge that really prosecuted this guy. Yeah, but Claire Bronfman, who was financing the group, only got like five or six years, and they were they were basically kidnapping children and selling children. Yeah, they didn't find all. I mean, in my opinion, they didn't find all the people they were trafficking. But they he definitely had underage girls, 14 or 15 years old, if I remember correctly. Well, the, the thing that was astounding in the WikiLeaks was there was discussions about having hot dog and pizza parties, and basically people realized it was a code. And there's actual frank discussions in WikiLeaks about finding little boys for Obama. And having a hot dog and pizza party at the White House, where apparently they contracted to have children brought to the White House, so it was sort of like a pedophile party at the White House that Obama was involved with. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. That was the Series 7 um, leak. It wasn't the Podesta emails. So those terms were actually used in both of those email leaks to WikiLeaks. And, man, they made sure that uh, Assange and WikiLeaks went down fast. The elites really went after him because 
He really was informing, and a lot of those leaks were the reason why Trump got elected. What was your What was your take on the QAnon thing? Uh, just a big psyop. They, if they were really on top of it, they would have called this massive vote fraud way in advance, which I don't think they did. They made tons of mistakes. Uh, it's really just kind of a it's just a big clown show, in my opinion. They don't have it revealed anything. Nobody showed me anything that they've really revealed. Well, the, the main problem with the QAnon thing, it was anonymous, so no one really knew who was behind it all. But putting the QAnon thing aside, you had Anthony Weiner's laptop where there was uh, apparently sort of black market copies made of that that were floating around that had all sorts of discussions in this realm. You had the WikiLeaks where there was tens of, what, hundreds of thousands of emails. And if you notice, Hillary Clinton and those people never denied the veracity of those emails. They just tried to deflect the subject over to saying the Russians had released them, when in reality it appears it was Seth Rich. And then you have all the testimony of the Jeffrey Epstein case, and you have the testimony of the Jazane Maxwell case, and you have the testimony of the Nexium case. So there's like truckloads and truckloads and truckloads of documentation that this is the sort of satanic stuff they were up to, child trafficking, pedophilia, blackmail, you name it. Yep. Very true. Very true. Yeah, it's pretty disturbing that they got away with it, with it for that long. I think Epstein is in business for at least 25 years. It's incredible the uh, failure of law enforcement to really bust that guy. Pretty astounding. Okay, astounding. folks, uh, we're nearing the end here. So God bless. Uh, you can contact us at 435-8491 or contact Carol at the station. We're listening today to William Ramsey Investigates. Go on YouTube. You can see his channel there. A lot of good stuff. God bless, William. I'm glad you could come on the air with us. Do you have any final comments? <laughs>